Hello and welcome to Clamp, the Creating, Living, and Making podcast. I'm your host, Grant Alexander, and today I'm joined by Morley Kurt. Hello. Maker Mackey. Hello. And we have a special guest, Jesse Ratfink from the wonderful site Instructables. Hello. Hi. So, uh, in case people don't know who you are because they haven't been on Instructables and seen you comment on half the posts that are out there, <laughs> how about you give everyone a little intro into who you are and what you do? Uh, so, yeah, I am Jesse Ellenberger. I go by Jesse Ratfink on Instructables and online everywhere. I am a community manager with Instructables. I've been working with them for almost nine years. It'll be nine years in March. Uh, and so I I am one of the very few people that run all the contests and do the social media and keep the site friendly for everybody. Hmm. Very fun. Well, since you're already talking, how about you say what's in your clamps this week? Oh, gosh. So uh, the only thing that I have been working on is picking out embroidery floss, which is not very exciting, uh, but it's for a pretty cool project. So ah. there is a I don't do any custom embroidery work for the most part, except for one lady. And it's a Christmas tablecloth and everyone every year signs it. We've been doing it for five years now. And wow. she has like between 11 and 12 people at the table every year. So yeah, for her last five years of Christmas, they have a tablecloth that I've hand embroidered for them so that they can keep all of the signatures of the kids as they're growing up. And it's been really fun to watch that's them grow. Cool. So yeah, that that's all awesome. I've been working on. <laughs> that is such a cool idea. It's like, I really wish that we had that for me growing up. Yeah, like, I know. It's just, I, like, I don't even know the children, but I, like, get kind of teary-eyed seeing how nice their handwriting is now. Like, it used to be so huge and bubbly and wonky, and now it's like, oh, they're doing cursive now. They're fancy. <laughs> That's great. Well, Grant, do you guys have a, um, do you have a height measuring wall, like, for Fletcher? Yeah, I built, uh, I built, like, one that we uh, hung up. Nice. It looks like was, a ruler or whatever, yeah. That was, like... So many memories in our garage growing up because it's like all four kids. I think we did the pets as well at some point and you have yeah. all the kids handwriting. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Yeah, we had one of those growing up and one day I went back to my house and my dad painted over it. No. <laughs> and I just went, really? Like you couldn't have like taken a picture at least? I don't know. Anyways, yeah. So that's why I made up ours like a separate thing because if it was, you know, that's what's nice about doing like uh, the the embroidery is that it keeps it forever, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you move house and stuff, you can take it with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Morley, what have you been? Thank you, Jesse. Morley, what have you been up to? So last week I got a um, a cordless Brad nailer, and I was like so excited to use it. I just really just wanted to like start nailing stuff together. Um, so. As I was falling asleep, as I do, I was just like thinking about projects to do with it. And I was thinking a lot about like spiraling wood. Um, and I had an extra one by two from another project. So I figured out that if I cut it into six inch pieces, I would have the like perfect amount of wood for two stool legs. So I built this fun little stool um, with the legs are spiraling pieces of six inch lengths of one by two. 
And then the top is this beautiful piece of three quarter inch Baltic blurge plywood. Um, and I tried something new, which is that I stained the top with India ink while masking off the edges. And since the plies are so thin, um, it makes this super clean border between the yeah. exposed edges and the top. And once I put like finish over it, it's like this super cool finish. It's just it, like, like Adam said in the comment, like it almost looks like a laminate on top. And uh, definitely going yeah, like, to try that. Very confusing project. thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of an obstacle illusion. It looked like two by fours, and then I thought it was laminated plywood, and it wasn't. Yeah, it's all trickery. It looked like a giant table in the thumbnail. Exactly. It looked like two by four legs. Like each, <laughs> each little piece was a two by four. I guess I'm lucky I saw it with the cat for scale then, because I did see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eden's so funny. Like, she, like, I obviously took the pictures with Penny as well. And she's like, you have to make that the thumbnail. I was like, uh, I guess like, it's always like a balance, right? Cause it's like, well, I want to show off the thing, but like, do I want to make it more fun? Anyways, it was a good project. I'm really happy with it. I'm now working on speaking of Penny, a project for Penny. Um, I'm doing this sort of like marquee sign cat bowl stand. So essentially, um, taking pieces of the same Baltic birch plywood, stacking it, and then every other layer is inset a little bit. And in the sort of track that's created by the inset plywood, I'm going to be putting on 3D printed letters that spell out her full name, which is Penny Penelope Poopy Pants Kurt Schwartz. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> So it's really fun. Um, it's going to look super cool. Like I, it's kind of hard to describe in words, um, but essentially like the, the black letters are on this, like the striped background of the Baltic birch edges. Nice. Um, so I'm really pumped with how it's going to look. Just finish That's, that up probably. That is an weekend. awesome name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that well, is what I'm working on this week. What about you, Adam? Uh, let's see. I, um, I've just been finishing the plans for my workbench that I'm hoping to start in the next couple of weeks, if I can go get the wood, and editing my latest video, which will hopefully be out before this episode comes out, but knowing me, probably not. Um, <laughs> I've really just got to do the voiceover and add that in, and it's pretty well done. Let's do some um, sound stuff, but yeah, which, and that's the, um, the oh, what, do you, what did I call it? A garden cut. Like, oh yeah yeah I made, you like, talked about that a long ago. time ago yeah 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 so finally getting that video done well you'll have it done perfectly in time for spring in the rest of the world yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah hmm. well that's pretty much it all digital yeah fun i've also kind of been more uh well not working as much out in the garage it's been a little cold here and it's just you know with the shortened shortened days, it just makes it feel like when it when it, the sun goes down at four o'clock, you really don't feel like going out and doing anything. Uh, but I have been working on honing my leather craft skills, and uh, you know, actually, is something I've been uh, learning from Morley and from uh, Ethan Carter, and also from from Jesse Ratfink herself, yeah. because one of the very first uh, things when I asked Morley, I was like, "How do I thread a needle?" For Leathercraft, I don't understand. And he pointed me to a Jesse Ratfink original on, on Instructables on how to thread a needle. 
Yeah, but, uh, that's it's, awesome. Yeah. So it's one of those things that it's so nice to have uh, and be part of a great community like this. Um, and Instructables is a great community. So this is the time we're going to talk about this kind of positive community that Instructables has and other places. We're not going to limit it to Instructables, but, you know, we might get a little bit of Instructables heavy on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little bit about how long you've been at Instructables. I know you already mentioned it, but how it, how you've, you've kind of, how things have maybe changed and maybe made it into a place that's more positive or, or trying to promote more positivity. Well, so we have been around for 15 years now. Uh, we just hit our 15 year anniversary in August, 2020. And I've been posting on the site for 14 of those years and working for nine. <sighs> so I've, I'm a pretty long hauler for Instructables. Um, and I would say, really, I mean, the biggest change is we got bought by Autodesk. Actually, the first day that I was working there was the day that we got bought. Oh, wow. um, that was pretty exciting, getting to go to like a fancy, fancy corporate party in San Francisco for my first day at work. Oh, um, <laughs> it was a lot to take in. But, you know, since they've had us, we've been able to get a lot of partnerships. We've been able to go ad-free and not have to worry about any sort of revenue streams, which has allowed us to focus more on education, which I think is really nice. Um, And I really think that is kind of like the direction that we're going at this point, whereas we used to be sort of just a very weird DIY website back in the day where people (laughs) could post absolutely anything. We're now sort of getting more tailored. I feel like our best performing content overall is the workshop and circuits like those Mm. outperform everything. And so we've just kind of kept going in that direction throughout the years. Yeah. So you you mentioned going ad free. And one of the things I know when I joined on Instructables and I got like my first featured uh, content, I got this like pro you get one month free of pro and I Googled (laughs) everywhere looking for what that meant and yeah. it meant nothing at that point nothing. because ads were gone on the site. No, and now you've <laughs> removed it. But even though I had still yeah. months and months that I needed to cash in of my pro membership. Oh, I have I have hundreds of years of pro membership yeah. with the amount of – because I think I have like – I have 544 Instructables and almost all of them are featured. So, oh my God, yeah. I had <laughs> – hundreds of years of pro membership left when we got rid of that it's like when yeah. people give me reddit gold i'm like what am i supposed to do with this yeah <laughs> we <laughs> why are you I don't spending think money we thought it through <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't, yeah. we just we grew so fast like i i don't think we realized how quickly we were gonna blow up wow totally well it's good to know that it really does mean nothing and i don't have to worry about oh yeah how i didn't uh, <laughs> spend all of my gold yeah it was whatever my... we had we had big dreams for it in the beginning and there were some perks that you could get with it like um i don't know if any of y'all remember but back in the day we used to run a bunch of like sponsored contests and so yeah. those sponsors would also offer discounts to our pro members for a little oh. bit. So like there were things in the beginning, but as we grew and just kept taking on more stuff, that sort of fell away. Well, I, I remember I, when I first signed up for the 
the Prime membership biggest thing was that I could download the PDFs. Yeah, yeah. Everybody wanted that. I always thought it yeah. was so weird because uh, I just do the print and save as PDF, but uh, turns out there's a lot of people <laughs> that don't know how to do that. So we just. I was going to say, I wasn't that it. clever back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And, I, and probably too, just like the the ease of having like a properly formatted page rather than trying to like play with it yourself. Like that oh, little bit true. of like user experience people really like. like. Pr- prints a PDF is just going to literally just copy the website, not mm-hmm. have an actual yeah. PDF yeah. plan thing. Yeah. 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 It's definitely much nicer. <sighs> so how many in, how many Instructables posts are there? on instructables so approximately as as of like in december we got little 15 year gift packages um from some of our coworkers, and they included a little letter and as of then we had three hundred and twenty-five thousand instructables um wow. which is wow. kind of amazing to me it doesn't seem like it should be that big um and then also those have six billion views which wow. blew my mind so that's crazy. And yeah. every yeah, single instructor. Yeah. Almost at the population of the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so wild. Well, and we have 14 million registered members too, which also blew me away. I didn't realize we had that many. So yeah, there, that's pretty wild. But the amount of authors, like the people who are actually publishing instructables, that's 110,000. So like it's a really small special group of people that actually are publishing stuff. It's it's crazy to me that those that you got so many more people who are willing to sign up for an account and then mm-hmm. don't make a maybe they're all waiting for a nice full-time first-time authors contest to come around. <laughs> maybe yeah, I I always wonder like because sometimes people will sign up and they won't leave a comment for like six years. And it's sort of like, oh, wow, what happened that caused you to do that? And normally it's like they're upset <laughs> about something. But <laughs> you probably find you know, a lot of people sign up too because you have to be a member to vote oh. as well. So probably, a lot of people probably vote, sign up just to vote. I know my auntie signed up just to vote for my thing. That's true. Yeah. Well, and voting used to be so much bigger. Like we used to push it. So, yeah, I'm sure a lot of those people yeah. are just, I got to vote for my friend or my family member. <laughs> Well, I mean, that alone is probably one of the factors that makes like Instructables like a strong community is that like the contests are voting based rather than panel based. And it makes people feel like they can be like directly involved in the process. Yeah, that is I I feel like I need to kind of like explain our voting stuff a little bit. Like so when we moved to Autodesk, um, they basically informed us that community voting rigs the contest. Um, so we aren't allowed to like only use the votes anymore, which I am kind of disappointed about. I really liked pulling from community votes, even though we had people who would cheat pretty badly and we can see it. We can see it, everybody. (laughs) 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 Uh, I mean, I, I did kind of like, you know, being able to lean on the community a little bit, especially because we do run so many contests. Um, so now it's more of a like. We look at the votes and we can take them into consideration, but they can't be our only determining factor. So we have every week when contests close, like for this week, we have a Tinkercad like code block contest closing. So Mm -hmm. we gather all the finalists in a spreadsheet and the five of us who are on the community team rank everything. So 
basically everything goes through two voting. Like they go through staff ranking as finalists and then they go through the actual judging on the site. So it's it's a pretty intense process, but so, it's So that's how something like Bodie McBoatface doesn't win every yeah. single time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. You got to do a sanity check. Yeah, yeah. yeah make, sure, they, make sure people aren't winning just because of the meme. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they we need a personal touch for everything to make sure Hmm. So that so there's two. A lot of people don't realize there's two rounds. There's the voting and the judging. So the judging's yeah. then done. I'm one of the judges. I'm a judge. Say, if you yeah. guys would like to win an instructors contest, you know where to send the money. Because uh, I'm sure <laughs> that my single my single judging will change everything. But it's also community judged. Yes. Yeah. And that honestly is one of my favorite parts about it because for me, I have a hard time just choosing finalists. And so actually choosing the winners, I just want to give a prize to everyone because a lot of times we have so many more entries than we do prizes. And so, yeah, being able to have the actual community weigh in on that is great. And for most contests, you know, we get a significant amount, I would say between 20 and 50, like community judges along with our, you know, our staff judges. So it, I, I think it evens out pretty well, really. So I'm curious to know with the voting, how much does that actually influence who gets pushed to you guys for the finalists and stuff? Because I'm curious as to like if there's a couple of days left on a contest, I feel like I shouldn't enter because I haven't had the whole contest for people to vote. Oh for me, no, so you should absolutely have- enter. So oh totally, <laughs> we, we are uh, everyone on staff is. I would say we're almost to a neurotic level of looking at every single entry. So even if you uh, enter in that last day, like we're going to read your instructable and look through it. So right. it's, yeah. I mean, voting is, I would say it's it's probably like the bottom. Like our staff votes end up kind of overriding that a lot because there's a lot of sort of discussion happening <laughs> about the entries all the time and wanting to have a nice variety of finalists because I don't know if you guys know, but Iron Man arc reactors, the coolest thing ever, and everyone's made one. Um, oh, really? Yeah, or, I, gosh, I mean, there's just, there's so many projects that sort of get really hot, or like the child from The Mandalorian, any sort of like the child product. Yeah. Oh, we had so many of those last year, so it's like, yeah, lots of weird. You can't have your entire, your entire felt-based thing to be Baby Yoda's. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If we have like yeah, if we had a fiber arts contest and it was only baby Yoda, people would riot. So it's, <laughs> we've there's so much like weird nuance that happens behind the scenes. I I also know that a lot of people log in on the last day because on the day that a contest ends that I've entered into, I get a, a bunch of new subscribers on instructables. So I know there are people like people in the community go, I'm not, I'm not voting until the very last day. Cause I, I don't think they realize that they can vote twice. Like you can oh, vote for multiple not, people. Yeah. Right. It wasn't clear until I clicked on something by accident and then clicked on the right thing. And I went, Oh, they're both voted. Great. That's good uh, feedback. Oh. Actually. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, to know. I did not know you could vote for two. Yeah. yeah you can vote for as so, many as you want. You can vote for them all, and then it's completely useless for you to spend all that time. (laughs) Yeah, and then I look at the votes and go. (laughs) You can vote for everyone except for the one you don't like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's that's really good to know. I didn't know that. 
But I think that's something that that helps grow community is is kind of giveaways. Um, mm-hmm. in, in all the different communities, sure. every time I've seen people uh, kind of grow this this fun community, they want to give back, and I feel like that's like you know it's a little different with the contest, but it is a giveaway. Um, I you know I don't live in the states, so I don't get to actually win any of the actual prizes when there are ones. <laughs> Instead, I get Amazon dollars, which is actually usually more useful. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that personally. We, yeah, we the, had so many issues with international shipping. Yeah, I bet. But the Instructables swag is amazing. Like my favorite T-shirt is the Instructables T-shirt. Um, my it's little, true. My little book. Yay! My little Instructables book that I carry sometimes everywhere. Yeah, we, so we have amazing designers. Um, yeah. our, they So our designer, Elena, is the one who does all of our swag. And she is... Like, oh, she's just, she's got a very discerning eye. I love her. She orders samples of everything and she's, she's very into it. She's also an instructable super fan. So it's, it's a good fit. <laughs> yeah. But- One of the cool things about instructable is that it seems to make it like sort of a unique community is that it, it brings together like these disparate maker communities. Like there, we've, we've talked about this before, like there are so many subsets within like people who make stuff there's um knitting there is coding there's like arduino woodworking 3d printing leatherworking like all of it and um i think like platforms like this where you can find a bunch of different things um is like a great source of inspiration i mean it's how like a lot of people like use pinterest right because you can Mm -hmm. make these like you can have a home fee that is a big variety of things and things that like you may not you're, you're not just surrounded by people doing a similar thing as to you. Whereas mm. if like you're on Instagram, it can be very difficult yeah. to like curate a feed of things that like inspire you because there's, there's a, like a lot of noise and you might follow a lot of people that are very similar to you. Yeah. I, I definitely love the variety and I, I think that's honestly why we've continued to be a community as long as we have is just because there's so much stuff on it. I mean, it's there's so many different things that you can explore. I don't know. And I I think that the way that we have our community team set up, like we we have a couple of members on the team who are really heavy into workshop and circuits. And then we have me and Nicole who are more sort of grannies with the cooking and the crafting and sort of the <laughs> traditional handicrafts. So it I don't know. I, I like having a balance of everything. Yeah, it's, it's one of the things I like about the contest is that like you have some contests that are specific to certain things and then you have other contests like first author and stuff that it could be literally anything. So mm-hmm. if you want to, you can go through the contest and go, you know what, I'm not interested in sewing, but I am interested in this and can look through that. Or you can go to the one that's anything and something might catch your eye that you wouldn't be expecting to see. I, I, th- I think that's really good. Yeah, and I've I, got I, I, them. <laughs> I also really like how you guys are really open about people putting stuff into the contest. So there mm. was a, a cookie contest not that long ago, and one of our friends uh, entered. She was like, "I don't know if I should enter," and she did. But it was uh, clay cookies, so they weren't actual cookies. I don't think yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. I can't remember if she actually uh, won a prize or not. But she was, she got accepted into the contest, and she didn't even think she would because it was clearly a cookie contest. But yeah, we we really do try to keep it like as open as possible. Um, we just really 
try to keep it at like, you got to make something because we, we have a lot of kids who like do screenshots and like take from other instructables and will like cobble together this like Frankenstein contest entry. But <laughs> for the most part, people are really great about it. Yeah. Do you get much um, like plagiarism? Of people uh yeah it's both in yeah. text and photos um a lot of people like to go to youtube and just screenshot videos and then turn that into an instructable um we have new users who see people who have won contests and just copy paste that instructable into a new one and post <laughs> wow. it and hope it'll work for them like yeah it's it's always interesting <laughs> the different ways that people copy I know that doesn't right. work because I tried to do that to my own project and it wouldn't let me do it. <laughs> you tried yeah. to just remake we're, your own project? We're pretty I tried good. to remake my own project to put it in a different contest and it wouldn't let me do yeah. it. That's the yeah. thing about having a small team is like we see everything and I don't yeah. think people realize that. <laughs> so so you guys say you see everything. Do you, do you literally have someone review every single post before no. it is made public? <laughs> Not every single post, but um, we do review first posts just to catch spam. Okay. So, and we catch a lot of it, like, ooh, so much spam. Um, mm. And then, you know, we have, of course, like um, content flags. So, like for words on the site. Um, so, you know, if somebody's cussing up a storm or saying something like really inappropriate, that will be caught as well. So, we can review it before it goes live. Mm. Um, but yeah, we, we just I'm have assuming, a, like, a few pictures filters. of the stuff are auto scanned. So pictures are not. Um, and that is really? actually, we have done, I would say, really well, better than any other website. Like, I have not been subjected to stuff that I was subjected to on, like, moderating the IGN message boards, for example. Like, our community has been really nice. A lot of times, like, the only weird thing we'll see is somebody might, like, upload and I made it and it's a strange selfie of themselves or I don't know, like right. a GIF. So it, it's yeah. not too bad. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that you're yeah. like, that sounds good. I, I don't know what to say about that. that <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, I'm surprised that, that not every single uh, one is reviewed. Cause I, I feel like you guys, are, are looking at every single post because there's like a comment on from you or yeah. or Nicole, which is uh, Penelope Boldnick, if I yeah. if you are on there. Uh, there's there seems to be a comment on wow that's all great or something very positive uh, from yeah. you guys on every single one. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's not like every instructable but if you know if we see something where we can tell someone has sat down, they've put in the time like I want to make sure uh. that they know it's appreciated. And a lot of times if you seed with like one comment, other comments will start after that. So mm. yeah, it's just sort of a, a another way to make people happy. Totally. Sounds like Grant's salty that his posts keep getting declined or something. <laughs> I've never had a post decline. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I feel just, like uh, he's always featured. You're you're kind of one of uh, our star new authors. I totally thought that fe everyone just got featured. I thought featured meant <laughs> they'd reviewed your content and like been like you're good to go, right? Because every one I of my instructables has been featured. 
<laughs> I've got to admit the same thing because I've put out like three Instructables and every one of them got featured. I thought, oh, this just must Woo-hoo! be amazing. No, you guys are just awesome. That's <laughs> all. Um, yeah, there, there's so much stuff that goes unfeatured. So you guys are <laughs> killing it. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You, you know, this is, this is kind of interesting. So this conversation is making me think about um, moderated versus unmoderated communities. And I think like in the time we're living in right now, I think like freedom is great. And I think people obviously value it for many, many reasons. But I think we're starting to see some of like the negative sides of completely free for all unmoderated communities that don't have a mission statement. Yeah. Um, and I think like, like even like I love Reddit, like I get a lot of value out of Reddit. But in some of the larger communities that may just kind of like whatever, do it. And there's there's rules and whatever, but it's a bit of a free-for-all. Um, it can breed like a lot of cynicism, um, a lot of just like commenting to be like have a little quip. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think there's something to be said for like co- communities that are largely positive also do tend to be the ones that are moderated, um, whether whether you like that or not, like in terms of like freedom, because I think you just need a bit of like a guiding force a lot of times because people left to their own devices will devolve (laughs) pretty quickly. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I read horrible comments all the time. Like it's, it's something that does get posted on Instructables, but it's not something that we allow to stay on the site in a lot of cases. Um, cause I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever noticed, we also have a flag feature in our comment section. So, Mm -hmm. It's not used as much as it used to be, um, but back in the day, I mean, people would just flag anything they didn't like that people were saying, <laughs> and now it's it's a little more like, oh, this is actually insulting or, you know, actually terrible, um, but people do still use it, and, you know, with our keywords, <laughs> we catch a lot of the sketchier stuff that people say to each other. <laughs> well, and I think that's something that, like, thinking about comments it's something that can can either make a community good or make a community bad. And I think by just even having a statement uh, when you, I think when you post on Instructables, it basically says, don't be a jerk. So yeah, we have a like, be, be really nice, nice policy. <laughs> right. But just by having that, people check themselves first, hopefully. A little. Mm. <laughs> Most of the well, time. <laughs> Right, but if they also realize that if you post something nasty that it's going to get removed, that there's a good chance that they're going to stop posting there. Yeah, it's true. I I think we have run a lot of people off with our general positivity. (laughs) They don't don't like um, not being able to yell at each other, especially the circuits sections. Yeah, I'm curious though, like, um, because you've you've talked about how how much growth... um, Instructables has seen recently, like, has it been really challenging to, like, continue to moderate the community when, like, there's, like, so many new people and so many new posts? Like, I imagine you have to integrate, like, machine learning and things like that at a certain point. We, I mean, honestly, right now, it's still mostly manual. Um, It's, I would say it's tough just because we aren't able to give a super personal touch to everybody anymore. Um, We have so many more people who are posting um, who are not quite completing their instructables or um, maybe they're a student and it's just not a fully finished product or 
I don't know. We have a lot of we have a lot more people posting, but not necessarily finishing them or having them up to the level. So there's not as much stuff that I guess requires top level attention. Um, it's just a lot of noise sometimes. Mm. That makes I sense. think I think it's also we expanded our sign in options. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but. We expanded it so that you could use um, like an Autodesk account. You could use a Facebook account. You could sign in with Twitter. So there were all these new ways to sign up on the site. I did um, notice that because I just created my account while we were talking. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that has, that I think is like ballooned everything a little bit, you know, just because it's easier to get in the door now. Right. Sure. Well, and there was a global pandemic that kept everyone at home. Oh yeah. my gosh, for sure. And boy, howdy, have they been arguing on the mask instructables and the UVC sanitization instructables. So people have been very, uh, very, very active, for sure. I, I can only imagine. Um, I wish they'd be active on my post, but you know, that's fine. <laughs> you got to do some more I controversial know, I, projects, yeah. Grant. Yeah, I, I literally think about doing like something like a contra- like mask or whatever, and I just go, I don't want to deal with those people. Like I, oh, we would. I was, yeah, I was looking at the Instructables YouTube, and there was a saddle stitching video, and I think it was you who did the. And I just looked mm-hmm. at the comments, and I just went, like, all this person's, you're just doing like a stitch, and people are like getting all up in your business, and I'm like, I don't know if I ever want to deal with that. Like, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. It's uh, yeah. That's our, why I like Instructables. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, that's is why I love Instructables is like it's so it is very friendly. It's very contained. Like we try to do that sort of on our social media. Like I, I try to do that on Instagram and Twitter as best as I can. Facebook is a wild west. We do not even uh, <laughs> Facebook and YouTube. We're just like, whoop, you're out there and doing your thing. <laughs> Throw it out and shut your eyes. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just too much. It's people are very negative. Yeah, and I think, like, I I think you have to kind of w- once you start posting to places that are going to have a, an amount of inherent negativity, you need a sort of like a strategy going into it. Um, like I've started just ignoring most negative comments because I find that if you try to justify things, like a lot of times people are just looking for a reaction, and it's it's really like not worth the energy. Or just say something like like ridiculously positive or instigate but you know like there's a lot of routes you can go and i find that sometimes the best one is to just like not say anything it's true and i don't think people realize social media moves as fast as it does like people forget about things so quickly yeah i think it really helps that instructables is its own thing like i feel like people aren't going to go to instructables if they're not into like the making and diy and all that sort of stuff whereas like facebook and that could be literally anyone yeah Yeah. and i think that's probably why the community is like Mm. it is is because you wouldn't go there if you're not interested that's true it's a great great point adam big Uh, i have them sometimes (laughs) every once in a while when when adam speaks it's usually pretty good or not so much uh So uh, one thing I was uh, one thing I really like about Instructables is that the, even this the mindset I was looking at a 
a 2014 interview with uh, Eric Wilhelm and Christy Kanita or Kanita. I don't know how to say her name. I, Canada. I should, they didn't say it. Yeah. Is it really Canada? Oh, mm. damn it. It's like my country. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> but it's spelled differently. And yeah, uh, anyways, I'm pretty sure it's Canada. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Anyways, uh, it was one of the things that, that Christy was saying was that, um, they were talking about the cross uh, kind of platform. Like she was talking about someone on Etsy uh, was selling something on Etsy, but linked the Etsy posts to Instructables to show how how much work actually goes yeah. into it. Hmm. And they went, they're okay with that because the people willing, the people willing to to do a work, aren't the ones who are going to buy it. Yeah, right? exactly. Or they, yeah. So it's, I find that that's great. One, most companies would be like, no, stay on my platform, don't leave it. Right? Yeah. But they were like, no, go over to Etsy. Great. You know, go to your YouTube video. Great. Right? We're not a, we're not a video hosting service. So if you want to put up a video, great. Um, yeah. You know, I yeah, think that's exactly. a really. It's, I, I, I think that's one of our strong points too, just because it's, we are always encouraging our authors to try to find ways to monetize themselves. Like it's not something that we've ever discouraged. Like you can use the Amazon affiliate links on our site. You can post all the YouTube videos you want. Like as long as you have something there that is of substance, <laughs> like we are happy to have it. Like as long as someone will learn from it, go for it. So, cause I, that is a, definitely a way that I made all, like all the money that I ever made on Etsy, I think was through Instructables just cause people mm. saw my work. Totally. Yeah, all the money I've made on Amazon, I can track back to Instructables. Oh like, gosh. I put, yeah. the, I, I, I put it up in my YouTube video. They get no links. I make an Instructables post. Boom. Everyone's clicking on my Amazon links. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. I need to do some more Instructables. <laughs> yeah, yes, you do. it can get really lucrative. Like, bef so I can't do Amazon affiliates here in Colorado, but when I was in California, I was making three to five hundred dollars a month Amazon affiliates just from my Instructables oh. posts. Wow! I mean, I I was posting a lot. Like, like I said, I do have five hundred and forty-four projects, but I mean, that's still that's a lot of money just for writing tutorials. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that's you have eighty-seven million views. Oh, I didn't know it was that many. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was eighty-five million views. Yeah, million. <laughs> I know it's it's overwhelming. Uh, that's crazy. That's an insane amount. Like yep. that's not a. I was actually like, I was beating Paula Dean in the Google search rankings for sweet potato fries for a while. Wow. And that was like, like, uh, Eric, who you were talking about earlier, um, who was, um, like the owner, you know, the guy who sort of started all this, he was my boss when I first started, he used to introduce me as the sweet potato fry girl <laughs> because everybody <laughs> knew that instructable. So, wow. Yeah. I'm actually kind of curious about that because so like from clearly considering I just signed up for account, like I have not been active in Instructables for a long time. And when I was active on Instructables, it was when I was like trying to learn a very specific thing. I would, I would search like, um, I don't know, like how to change the oil in your Hyundai accent 
sedan or your, your Hyundai Accent hatchback. It's like it shows you where all the things are. Someone's taking pictures and tutorials. And I, it seems like it has evolved in content and scope a lot over that time. Like, do you feel like it has changed a lot from like Eric's original vision for what it was or like how it all started? Honestly, I don't think it has. Um, You you unmuted yourself on Zoom. It's all good. (laughs) I see it. (laughs) It's just like an angel switching down. I saw it. I I think I had a flashback to work and was like, oh God, I'm muted. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, but I don't know. I so... (laughs) The best part about that is no one's going to hear it but us. Yeah, it's the best. (laughs) Uh, so uh but no i i don't think that instructables has really changed much from what we first started out to do um i would say the only thing is that we're less risque and we do think more about is this kid appropriate now whereas back in the day we were just sort of like this is fun this will get clicks Mm. um or you know this is a really interesting way to do something this is a very dangerous way to do something that is also fun. Like, yeah, we were very free willing back in the day and now <laughs> we've reined it in. But I, I think the general idea of just learn to make anything is still there. And I think that's still why I'm here. So when does the not safe for work version launch? Oh, Oh, I wish we could bring it back. There there are so many private Instructables and unpublished Instructables. (laughs) So how can people find that? Is there special Google search terms they can use? No. As far as I know, there's no way for them to find it, we hope. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a challenge. You download this browser called Tor. (laughs) Join the onion. Yeah. So I'm so, I'm curious to know who comes up with the contest and uh, like is yeah. So that's the five of us. So the five of us who are on the community team. Um, it's uh, me, Penelope Bullnick, Seamster, Randolfo, and Stump Chunkman. Stump Chunkman. Wow, it's really hard to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I always a, read it. Fun. I don't say it. Um, so yeah, it's the five of us, and we. We have an old forum topic, which is like suggestions for contests. So we use that. And we also kind of look at what's popular right now. Um, So if something is blowing up, we tend to try to run something for that. And then Mm -hmm. we just have classic contests that we run every year, like the metalworking, the woodworking, the first time author. Um, So we just sort of have like seasonal contests that we always put in. but yeah, it's it's really just the five of us sort of sitting down, looking at what we've run, what did well, what the community wants us to run, and then trying to plan out a calendar from there. So you've mentioned the forums. And so just because I know a lot of people used to go to that 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 particular link and it's now dead. But uh, and all the forums are basically shut down. So it seems yep. like there's some like changes coming down in Instructables. So what do you want to say about that? Well, so those those have been years in the coming. I don't know if you guys remember our Q and A section. No. So okay, blank faces. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why we got rid of it because no one was using it. Um, it it was sort of um, like 
an Ask Jeeves style sort of where you could put anything out and it kept the forums going, I would say, for a long time. Um, but it, it really petered off in the last couple of years and they just weren't being utilized. I don't, I don't know. I'm not really sure what happened, honestly, because it was something when I first started in 2006, I would say from probably 2006 to 2009, I posted in the forums every single day. And there was a huge group of people that did. And it just sort of died off and it, it never came back. And I'm not sure if that's a bigger like problem with the internet because I, I know I don't really I, post I on message boards. Yeah, no, I think I think forums as a whole um, in the last 10 years have sort of like petered out. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm 23, so I feel like I've never really posted in a forum except when I was in high school and there was this- uh, Oh, I feel so old now. <laughs> the the yeah. hot- we get that all the time. <laughs> so I, I was, I pulled, my I, first time was on a BBS a bulletin. Yeah, right. <laughs> so New, New Hampshire track talk uh, was big when I was in high school, oh, and everyone wow. would like uh, would talk smack about like oh, like, it was all under like you know usernames and stuff. It was all anonymous, and people would be like uh, like oh, North's gonna sweep because we got these like we got these fast new freshmen or whatever. Um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of the discussion that used to happen in forums has moved to comment sections. Yeah. Um, and like, it's funny because like, I'll still, I'll still look up things like, like comparing to leatherworking finishes. Like what is the finish of like wrestling compared to Carnoba cream? And a lot of the best answers come up in forums, mm-hmm. but I, I have like, I've never thought about posting in them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's old school for sure. It's funny, and that's exactly all the conversation moved to a new place that isn't searchable the same way forums are. Yeah. Hmm. Which is why forums were so great and why I loved them was their infinite searchability, right? Yeah. And what a- and what people like about the internet is the infinite anonymi- anonymity. And so you don't get that with forums because all your posts stay there forever. Yeah. Right. But I guess comment sections do as well. Like you could comments could come up in search results. It's very unlikely. You go try and find a a search. Like it's not as easy to find the comment section of a YouTube video than it is to find a forum post from 2008. So I actually have found that like sometimes if I Google a very specific question, it will come up in a Reddit comment section in the same way that it wouldn't a forum post. Reddit is a forum. I was going to say in Reddit, not YouTube. Yeah, Reddit. I have like, never seen a result on Google for a YouTube comment. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's very true. Yeah, Reddit is really a forum that has just evolved to allow garbage to to <laughs> sink to the bottom and and also bottom? float to the top. But but you can downvote bad bad answers. Where it used to be that if someone like it used to be that it was all time based. So someone in a forum mm. would post the wrong answer. They'd go, what's two plus two? And someone say five. And that's the first answer. And then you'd have to read 32 comments about, you know, them arguing over why it's actually four to actually get to the answer. Now Reddit can just downvote that number five and you never have to deal with it again. You know, it's like on the topic also of like, like other like interesting communities in the modern internet. There's also Quora, which is, has a lot of great answer stuff. And I, I know like that is a very... Like similar to Instructables, it seems like a very like intentional 
um, created community and they, they work really hard to like have, um, I don't, I don't really know how it works, but it seems like a lot of the answers on Quora are from like people of authority. Yeah. And the same people, like they have a group of like really dedicated people over there. It seems like, cause I know whenever I search stuff, it's, it's like the same 20 people (laughs) you see over (laughs) and over again. (laughs) It's everyone who's gone on jeopardy and just has like a really wide ranging knowledge. (laughs) Well, I think at this point, I think we should move on to Clamp Mendations. Clamp Mendations! I am going to actually say you should listen to the Let's Go to Court podcast. Mm. Uh, It is one of my favorite podcasts. I've been listening to them from the very beginning. Uh, It's great if you like true crime, but you don't want the super intense gory horrible stuff that like a lot of the podcasts are uh Mm -hmm. it deals a lot with the court cases uh which is kind of nerdy but i i like sort of knowing the history behind a lot of the big true crime names that you hear so yeah Yeah. i'm gonna say let's go to court interesting choice well, I'm going to give someone that I feel creates a really great community because that's I like to always pull my recommendations into a community-based. And I didn't tell Jesse to do this ahead of time, so don't feel bad that she didn't do it. But uh, <laughs> mine is going to be J.B. Byers Woodworking. And the reason I'm giving him a shout-out on this one and why I think he, he's deserving of, of it is that he does this thing called uh, the Byers Bump. And he, I don't know why, I don't know how much time he spends looking at people's profiles, but when they get close to a milestone, he puts them in their stories and says, hey, go follow them. And he calls it, and he says, hey, hashtag buyer's bump. So I remember I was at like 990 or whatever. And, uh, you know, he gave me the buyer's bump and they generally speaking gets you over a hump unless you've already been a buyer's bump before and then, you know. <laughs> it's got diminishing returns every time you're in his stories but i think it's great because of how much uh you know how much he he's willing to to put it out there to try and help other people nice how about you adam uh my culmination this week is going to be dirk gibbons of sumo's projects another person who likes to push for building communities he's done a lot of um like scrap wood he did a scrap wood challenge trying to get people to to join into that he did a um he's from australia as well so he i think he likes to push the australian makers so he he decided to do a um australian woodshop tour which was pretty cool try to get all other australian makers to do that so yeah yeah you should totally finish your foot your tour video you should see my shop it is so messy (laughs) (laughs) well it's a great shout dirk's a great guy um yeah he is and he has a podcast too it's a measure twice cut once Mm. how about you morley yeah so i wanted to shout out um jacob and jade at other dog design um so in the past couple weeks you might have seen on instagram people have been receiving these awesome coasters that they made um that really kind of like epitomizes positive community building so jacob and jade they put um everyone's logo in the makers on zoom having coffee group on coasters and sent them out um 
And yeah, they just are so cool. I haven't had the chance to meet Jade yet, but um, Jacob has been um, a great new friend to get to know this year. I've had mm-hmm. lots of talks with him and he's just a great guy. They do really cool, um, largely laser work, but all sorts of other stuff as well. Um, yeah, and they're kind of like just getting their their business up and running. So definitely go check them out. Um, very yeah, I nice. I got more in the mail. Pretty cool. Um, expanding yep. on that, actually, something we didn't talk about was Discord itself. So yeah, um, Discord is really good for building communities. I've been part of a couple of them, and I know um, Morley started Makers on Zoom having coffee, which is really cool. If you ever want to join that, just message Morley. He'll give you the information. Um, and yeah, so that mixed with Zoom, we have Zoom calls every week with Makers on Zoom having coffee and yeah, yeah, it's funny too. Like, I feel like Discord is really having a moment. Um, I know, sure. like, all these artists and musicians I follow on Twitter. There was like a couple months ago, they're all like, "Yeah, I just heard about Discord. Uh, I'm starting one. If anyone wants to join it." <laughs> and like, I have I have enough Discord notifications as it is, so I'm not trying to like get more. Um, but <laughs> it's so interesting. Like, I guess people are really like searching for these other platforms where they can have yeah. a more curated community. So a bit of a backstory with Discord is it was mainly made for like gamers. So people with gaming communities and all that sort of stuff. And people are finally starting to realize the potential that Discord has in other areas with IE making and all that sort of stuff. It has it's a great platform for communicating and making your own community with certain people. And I think that's really good. Yeah, it's a great alternative to Facebook. I think that's where a lot of people have moved, like, because I know I deleted my Facebook, and so I don't have those groups anymore. So you got to find them somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. I I have not deleted uh, Facebook because that's – I know, like, if I post up a video on my Facebook, it's the only way my relatives will watch it. Uh, Fair enough, yeah. It's it's hard for that reason. Like, I didn't want to disconnect. But then it's like, well, I can download all my pictures, so I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. Like, I've actually started a lot of Facebook groups in in my, like, Facebook career. And very few of them have developed into, like, any sort of good community. Like, in Mm. in university, like, that was a a, a sort of, like, main way for people to... Mm -hmm communicate and contact like 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 lab groups and things but also just like our civil engineering undergraduate class like that's where like all the events and stuff were posted um so it was kind of like it's kind of been the go-to among like my age group but i found it like very difficult if i like i've tried to start sort of like geographically and interest centered ones in an area and it's really difficult to like find people that you don't know to bring into them Mm. um for ones that are that specific. And that's why building a positive community is so difficult. Building any type of community is difficult. Like my best friend I met on Pal Talk, which was a, a video talk, like one of the very first video chat uh, things. And he set up a group called at Kingston or whatever at, it wasn't at, but that's what it would be called today. It was like the Kingston, Ontario group chat. And I went in there and it was just him and me and he his his uh his username was 1984 firebird and i had a 1984 pontiac fiero 
So we had like the the like little brother, big brother like cars <laughs> that were from the same year, and that's how we started. And then like I've known this guy since I was like fifteen because of that and i'm now much older than that um you know and he was like you know my like best man at my wedding kind of thing so it's like but like you said borley we he would set that up every day and no one would come in mm-hmm. and so so making a community it's so much harder than people realize you really need something that binds people together and yeah. you need to have some way of of kind of getting them out there and you need to be like invested. Yeah, to, you to have to work. be so invested. Like I think that's really the one of our biggest strengths is that everyone who works for us also publishes. Like mm. they're very into it. Like sure. everyone on the community team, like yeah, it, it keeps us motivated. Like even when we do feel overwhelmed and it's very busy, it's like we gotta get through it because these people are depending on us. <laughs> <laughs> It, expanding on what Grant just said, I've never really thought of it this way, but that is exactly what we're actually doing. Putting out videos on YouTube, hoping people will watch it. We're trying to build a community. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> never really thought of it that way, but that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. So. That's, that's, you know, anyways, agreed. It's, it is it's, such a hard thing to, to do, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's sure. like kind of like what people are always doing. Um, I think like with COVID, it it feels very difficult to do that in like traditional ways. So a lot of us are like searching for like very like non-traditional digital ways to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But I like in everything that people do, I mean, like I notice it um, like living in a big city, people find like all these, because like it can be a lot easier to be like self-isolated in a city. Um people find like ways to like have like intramural sport groups in the park or community gardens and things like that, like ways of bringing people together. There's this right down the street from us. Like, it's so interesting. There's this, um, there's this co-op housing and it's like these like beautiful old buildings. They have all these community gardens. There's like, it's funny cause it's like a kind of a city apartment block, but there's like a canoe in the yard. And it feels like this like super organic place. And every time I walk by it, I'm always like so curious um, to know more about it. And like, um, like, I mean, they, the people that live there are like so invested because they're also part owners. Um, I mean, like that's sort of like how co-ops operate. Um, I've just always been really, I'm I'm starting to get more interested in that as well. Like intentional living communities and things like that, where you get a group of like like like-minded people who all come together, buy a house together. And um, yeah sort of like make it into a home. I looked at starting a community garden in my neighborhood, but that's a whole story for another day because we're reaching the end here. Um, so I want to <laughs> say thank you to our patrons, especially the F clamp level, uh, Leroy from big rock timberworks. He gets the F clamp level shout out. Um, if you want to sign up for Patreon, that would be great. There's a link in the thing, or you go to patreon.com slash clamp. Uh, everyone who's a patron gets access to a pre-show if we record it, and we always record an after show. And sometimes there's secret stuff, so make sure to check that out. And every patron also gets a leather keychain uh, key made by Morley. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is numbered based on your patronage. 
Um, so that's always fun. Collector's item can never, never be replaced unless you ask Morley really nicely. Um, <laughs> I want to thank TF Turning for the use of the theme song. And uh, you'll hear it. If you're a patron, you'll hear Morley give his rendition of it at the start of every single uh, after show. And uh, other than that, I want to say uh, thank you to everyone. I want to say thank you especially to Jesse for joining us. Yeah, it was nice to come on. Yeah. Thanks can you tell everyone where everyone can find you? Uh, so everyone can find me. If you feel like uh, dogs and political posts on Twitter, <laughs> at Making Jiggy. <laughs> um, or you can find me on Instructables at Jesse Ratfink. And uh, Instructables is everywhere under our name. So come join us on social media and I will repost all your cool stuff. <laughs> and you have an Etsy store. Oh, right. Stitch patterns. <laughs> I am bad at self-promotion. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I do have an Etsy shop. Uh, it's called Making Jiggy. I sell hand embroidery patterns. Uh, I think I have 20 of them up. And I also have a free embroidery class on Instructables to go along with those. Oh, well, that's Ooh. fun. Well, you can find the rest of us. You can find Morley and Morley Kurt everywhere. You can find Adam at Maker Mackie everywhere except for Twitter and probably not Facebook and, you know, I'm other things. Yeah, I know you are, but you don't really post much. Uh, and you can find me at the Grand Alexander everywhere. And I'm also not – I'm on Twitter, but I don't actually do anything there. Um, and you can find us collectively at the Clampcast everywhere, including Twitter because Morley handles that. Yes. The latest the follower old... of Jesse Ratfink. Oh, Woo! there we go. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, and we'll see you guys all next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. So in case you didn't know, Adam is from uh, Australia. Uh, Morley's originally from the States, but he's living in Canada now. I'm from Canada, and uh, you're from the States. So. Yep, Kentucky, yeah. and, and Colorado now. Oh, yeah. cool. In case, in case you didn't know that you were from the States, you're from the States. I wanted to verify, okay. And I was like, <laughs> and you're from the States was more of a question. Like, you live there yep. now, but you could have been born in Norway. I don't know. Nope. 100% right. American trailer trash. <laughs>